dollars from those banks. Now, its entire commerce, the, the activity that made it thrive, and why it was built was wrapped up in the waterway, but it was no longer connected to the river. And since they couldn't get to the river easily, what happened was slowly the town began to wither and die. Now, if you Google it, you can go online this afternoon, you Google it, it will tell you how that one of the most prominent cities in all of America's early history became a ghost town. Right now, there's only one road into that city and one road out. And all that's left is one old deteriorating Presbyterian church that's caving in from all sides and then some old structures that have already fallen in on themselves. There's no business activity. There's no, there's no families. There's no children. There's no prosperity. There's nothing. Why? All of that left when the river left. Oh, you got to hear me this morning because all that Rodney had going on for it left when the river left. What I'm trying to tell you is that's a silent testimony that screams a powerful message to us that if the river ever leaves us, we wither and die. See, the Bible said in, in this scripture we read here in John 7, it said, Jesus said, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink, for, for out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Holy Spirit. What I'm here to remind you today is a very simple thing on this last Sunday in 2015, that the Holy Spirit of God is a life-giving river to every one of us as believers. He can and He will flow in every born-again believer that will allow Him to. What I'm trying to tell you is a very simple thing this morning. I'm not, I'm not going to get very deep because what I'm trying to tell you is that town in Mississippi lost its life when the river left. We need to understand that even in this year of 2015, that without the river of the Holy Spirit, we lose our real life, our life in the Holy Spirit. If we don't have the flow, folk, come on, I know this may sound a little old-fashioned this morning, but if we don't have the flow, if we don't have the current of the blessing of the Holy Ghost, if we don't have the river, come on, everything else begins to die. It's a river of the Holy Spirit that guides us. It's a river of the Holy Spirit that, that leads us. It's a river of the Holy Spirit that blesses us. And it's even the Holy Spirit, the river of the Holy Spirit that will constrain us and keep us back from doing those things that we know we ought not to do. The river. Listen, can I, can I just tell you this morning, we were made for the river. We were made for the river of the Holy Spirit. Why, Pastor? Because we are spirit. Come on, turn to somebody and say, I am spirit. We are spiritual beings. Yes, yes, we, we, we are housed within this flesh. Yes, yes, we have a mind. Yes, we have a will. Yes, we have emotions. But come on, sweetheart, one of these days, all of that will go and your spirit live forever. We are spirit. 
you've ever been to a funeral, you might have heard the, the phrase or somebody might have tossed out this, this verbiage that, oh, what you see there is not the real them. That's, that's just a shell. That's just a clothing. That's the earth clothes that they left behind. The real spirit is now rejoicing with God. And listen to me, that's truth. Why? Because we are a spirit that inhabits this flesh. The Bible says it in 1 Thessalonians, the 5th chapter, the 23rd verse, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, listen now, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, this is why we need the river of the Holy Spirit. Why, Pastor? Because this is what we really are. And outside of that flow, something begins. To die. Romans 8 chapter the 9th verse says it this way. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. You have a spirit and you are in the spirit. This is who we really are. Listen, listen to me somebody. It's not the aches and the pains of aging bodies. Come on, if I were to ask you, what are you? Can you please describe me? One of the first things that most people would start to do to describe themselves would they would begin to describe their physical attributes. Well, I'm such and such height. I, 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 well, maybe you would say your weight. I don't know. But you would say, I, I have this. I have brown hair. I have blonde hair. I have red hair. I have streaked hair. I have no hair. But you would begin to describe your physical attributes. And the problem with that is that is something that is not going to be forever. Listen, I used to be able to say I had a lot of hair. But I can't say that anymore. I mean, when I was younger, I looked, I was a cross between Lyle Alzado, not on steroids, Lyle Alzado and Rocky or Sylvester Stallone. Come on. I, I didn't have the moves, didn't even have the white belt or the white shoes, but I was, come on, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Some of you in my era, you might remember that. Well, you can't do it. Never mind. But those things changed. (laughs) How many of you know things change? What we were is not what we are. And thank God, maybe we're praying and believing that what we are is not what we're going to be. Are you in this house? So who we really are is not the aches and the pains of aging bodies. It's not the sum total of our past hurts and our discouragements. Come on, somebody. It is not the hurts or the the discouragements or any of those things. No. We are spirit. Because of that, we need the life-giving river of God. Now, I I don't know know about you, but this is the type of man I want to be. This is the type of, of a husband I want to be. This is the type of father I want to be. This is the type of pastor I want to be. I want to be spirit Filled and Spirit-led. I want to be connected. Never disconnected from the river of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're like me, listen, if you're like me, that means that we're going to need to dwell and live and stay connected. I'm already to point two, so you can tell this is going to be a short one, maybe. Listen. There is no life. Oh, listen to me now. There is no life. There is no real life 
outside the flow of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You say, Pastor, you don't know my life. You don't know other people's lives. How can you say there is no... No, no, listen, honey. What I know is that we are spirit, whether it's alive or dead in sin and trespasses, or whether you are alive in a a relationship with Jesus, there is no real life outside that flow of the Holy Spirit. Um, Listen, this may be the, 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 the simplest message I preach this year, but it's going to hit something. You've got to listen to me. What I'm trying to tell you is we are spirit and we were created for that flow. Oh, Pastor, I, I don't even know if I believe in the Holy Spirit, but I'm a Christian. Well, if you are a Christian, you, you better start believing in the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit was the agent that helped you become a Christian. We were created for that flow. We were created for the river. Oh, but listen to your pastor. Listen right now. But in order to him for in order for him to flow, we need to stay connected to the river. See, the Bible says it this way in Romans eighth chapter, verse eleven through fourteen. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead, dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken. Everybody say quicken. Say it again. Quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Now stop there for a minute because I want, I, you said that word and I want to point that word out. Quicken. Because the word quicken in the, in the Greek says to make alive, to cause to live with spiritual power or to cause to be invigorated or to be given increase in life. Come on, come on, somebody. We say we want the increase of God. We say we want the prosperity. We say we want all the blessings. Listen, this is how we get it. We stay connected to the life-giving blessing of the Holy Ghost. See, it's, it's the Holy Spirit that makes us alive spiritually. Oh, and listen to me. And without Him, we begin dying. Scripture goes on there and it says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I was looking through this Scripture and and, and trying to say, God, what do you want to say? There was one translation that talked in this Scripture and it said the proof of sonship, the proof of sonship is being led by the Spirit. Oh, come on somebody. Don't make me get up in your house. Don't make me come up into your stuff. The proof of our relationship. Oh, pastor, they'll know we're Christians by our love. Who do you think causes us to love? Come on, you met some folk this, this, this last couple of weeks that were maybe unlovable and unloving. Oh, come on, whether you were a cashier or whether you were a customer, you probably found at least one little girl, one little fella, one old man, one, young, one old lady that needs to go home and take a pill. Come on, you probably found somebody that it took something to practice the 
Christmas spirit. You wanted to bless them, but it was not in Christmas joy. Come on. What do you think gives us the ability to love? What do you think gives us the ability to rejoice? What do you think gives us the ability to celebrate? It's the connection that we have with the Holy Spirit. Oh, but here's where I've got to—I've I've got to talk to you. You—you—you you, you've just—you've just got to listen to me for just a minute because one—one oh, one thing we've got to understand is our actions. Everybody say actions. Our words. Everybody say words. Are betraying us. Our words are betraying who we're being led by. Our actions are giving us away. Woo! It's quiet in this Pentecostal house. Come on! Some of our attitudes are revealing the true nature. Oh, don't make me shout in this house. I've met some Holy Ghost, quote-unquote, filled people who need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Because if that's what the attitude... Come on, you ain't in this house now. If that's what your attitude's going to be when the Holy Ghost takes over, you need to go back for another dip. Turn to somebody and say, He'll get off of you in a minute. Listen to me. Our actions are betraying who we're led by. Our words are giving us away. Our attitudes are revealing the true nature. And listen to me. And they're, re- they're, they're leading us somewhere. Either towards our God connection. Or listen to me. Or away into a disconnection. Listen, I know I have, I've been maybe a little... I know somebody told me the other day, say, you've been kind of hard this season of... You know, we're supposed to be on all the Christmas love, and you've been hitting it kind of hard, Pastor. What's it Listen, I'm not trying to go hardline on you. I'm not trying to go old school. I'm not trying to be old-fashioned. But what I'm trying to tell you is we're either leading ourselves, and we're either moving towards a better God connection, or we're moving away. Which are you? Listen, I hope... I hope none of what I'm saying today offends you. But Galatians, the third chapter in the God's Word translation says, Are you that stupid? Pause for effect. Did you begin in a spiritual way only to end up doing things in a human way? Did you suffer so much for nothing? Listen, somebody better listen to me because I feel the Holy Spirit upon me right now. We have been through too much. We've seen too many battles. We've got too many scars. We know already we can't do this without the blessed Holy Spirit leading and guiding us. We need to stay connected to the river. I thought you said this was going to be short. Well, maybe it will. Listen, just just check. Don't check the people around you. Just check yourself for a second. How many of us started in the Spirit? We were tender to His advances and His leading. Oh, sweet thing that you are. There was a point. 
point. Help me, help me, Jesus. There was a point where all the Holy Spirit had to do was say, Hey, and you was, yes, where you want it. Well, how you want me to do it? You want me to go? Now I'll take them on with a switch. As that same Holy Spirit now had to begin to speak loud and yell to get your attention. How many of us, listen, I'm talking to someone. Some of you started your business. Woo, getting personal in here right now. Come on, some of you started your business every morning with a prayer of thanksgiving and love to Jesus. Some of you, woo, some of you got up and some of the first words out your mouth was, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. You're welcome in me. We're going to do this thing together, Holy Ghost. Now it is great. God, I can't stand those people. I don't want to be in this. You rolled over the side of the bed. Oh, come on. See, I, I've got to be careful here because I'm going to get in someone's business and you're going to Facebook me or email me and tell me what. Listen. How many of us started in the Spirit? We were tender to His advances. We opened our eyes and began talking with God. Before we closed them, every night we said a prayer of thanksgiving and love. We started. I feel a little pushback. That's all right. Push, baby. One of us will break. We started in the Spirit. But now we've learned how to do this on our own. I know how to do church. I know how to do religion. I know how to get up and... and, and and be a hateful hypocrite in my house and go out my house and act like Jesus is king. Oh, don't shout me down just because I'm preaching good right now. I know how to be the meanest cuss on the block to my wife, and yet I can treat every woman at my job as though she's a queen. Woo! Shundai now, come on, come on, shout with me now. I know how to treat the men that are around me at the office all right. But when I come home, I give him the cold shoulder who's been trying to make a living and put something over your head and something in your back. I don't want anything. I don't want him to touch me. Pastor, did you just say what I think you said? Yes! I don't understand why he doesn't touch me. Because you haven't wanted him to for the last 25 years. Come, don't. Don't get me started. You wear flannels to bed and it's 80 degrees. Listen, you want some romance? Put the footy pajamas back in the closet. Shundai with me now. Come on. Oh, Jesus, that just, that just offends my spirit. Well, if it does, good, because I'll find something else offends you over before the day's done. 
Pastor, that's, that's not right for the singles in the house. Well, if you're not married, you ain't got no business even thinking about it. You stay in the, you stay in the footies. Lock your bedroom door. You ought to sleep in it. You ought to sleep in the, what, uh, the, um, zip up thing. The sleeping bag. You ought to have a sleeping bag. Just zip that sucker up. Ain't nobody getting there. If you're married, man, alive, how did this one get away? We're going to stay connected to the river. Listen, I'm not, listen, <clears throat> I'm not trying to bring any guilt or condemnation to anyone in this house. What I'm telling you is we've got to stay connected to the river. But let's take, take just a second one because I, 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 you know, my mind, when I first heard this story and I read this on, online, I was, I was researching it and read it online, I heard it. My mind goes and I begin to think, how does a mighty river like the Mississippi all of a sudden change direction. How does that happen? How does an entire city become desolate and abandoned? How does a river that's bringing prosperity change and suddenly go another direction? Well, the scientists studied that and they came to this conclusion. Are you ready for this? You better listen right now. Over time... Debris and silt built up on the banks. It filled in and began to obstruct the river. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't overnight. Just a little bit here. Just a little bit there. Just a little bit over there. Until... The course was changed. See, at one point, at some point in this thing, one pile of debris became another pile of debris. One sand and silt bar became two. Oh, listen to me, listen, listen now. Because I'm about to get to the point right here. At some point, the river wasn't just a couple of feet. Now it became a quarter of a mile. A half a mile. A mile. To the point that the Mississippi River now flows three miles away from Rodney, Mississippi. You know, at some point, wouldn't you think that those people would have stopped and said, Hey, anybody noticing that the river is leaving? Has anybody else 
Notice that you have to walk farther to get to the water. Hey, did, 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 did anybody notice something? Come on. But somehow, they just allowed themselves to disconnect from the very source that was giving them life. And do you know, there's still water there in Rodney. There is still water there in Rodney, but it's, it has no flow. It's old, it's stale, it's contaminated, it's dead water without life. Because without a flow, there is no life. What I'm here to tell you, and I've come to my point, that describes way too many people in houses of God. They had joy in Jesus, and not just the stuff. They had a trust that whatever He said would happen, would happen. But somehow, somewhere, they allowed the debris to pile up. And the river began to shift. Listen, I, listen, I realize this may sound a little old-fashioned. But we're either going after the Spirit or we're being manipulated and led by the flesh. We need the fresh flow of the river to wash away all the debris that 2015 brought. I'm saying, Jesus, with your river, wash away the pain and the hurt. Wash away the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Wash away the ugly attitudes and the evil speaking. Wash away the sin. Wash away the weight that does so easily beset us. Great God, I am praying that this house... That me, myself, it will never be said of us like it was said of Samson in Judges, the 16th chapter, where it says, He awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself. And he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. Great God, I hope, I pray that's never a picture of your life. I pray that is never a picture of my life. Listen, I'm going to wrap this up, but listen, if you've disconnected from the river, oh, you, you don't have to look around no more. If you have disconnected from the river, I'm not talking about just you changing some behaviors in your life. I'm talking about you changing the leadership of your life. I'm talking about removing the debris that resists the Holy Spirit and His flow. I'm talking about letting go of the debris of the past, the debris of sin, the debris of hurt. I'm talking about letting go of everything that causes the Holy Spirit to be restrained in our lives. Several years ago, and I promise I'm coming to a close. Several years ago, we were given a a, a prophetic vision over this house of BWC and I want to read to you just an excerpt of that vision. It says, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit enter the room. 
And suddenly, a great voice shouted out, He who holds the three rivers will release them when allowed by the Lord. I saw a mighty angel bit by the weight of three rivers being held up on his shoulder. The roar of the water was incredible and the water crashed and sprayed shining drops of water down over his shoulders. It looked like Niagara Falls with all the spray and the droplets as it caught the light and cast rainbows across the angel. In my head, I shouted out to him, What are these three rivers? I received a fast answer on the first river, the greatest of the three. And I was impressed with the thought that the great river was the anointing of God Almighty. And we stood there, the Spirit impressed upon me that the second river was prosperity in all its aspects. Health and wealth, peace and healing and miracles. And the third river was the fruit of the Spirit. Here is my challenge to you today. This house has been blessed. You know that coming into this day, I'll just give you a page of ready? Because you just said the river of anointing, the river of prosperity, and the river of the fruits of the Spirit. Last week, we paid ahead of time all the bills for this month, for this house. There's some churches that would like to just be a week behind. We're a week ahead. I'm not saying that to brag on the church. What I'm doing is bragging on Him. And saying that's a river in this house. I've talked to people that have, been, that have, have tithed and have been faithful. Oh yes, they had challenges that came to them financially. But every time, God brought them through. I've, I've, I've talked to people who are not trying to put accolades on myself, but they, they said, Pastor, I walked into that church. The praise and worship, the people, the sermon, the service. I felt the anointing of God. Listen, that's a river. What's that third one, Pastor? Fruit of the Spirit. Love. Joy. Peace. Long-suffering. Gentleness, goodness, faith, temperance. Are, are you in this house? All of those things that are not for you, but for you to give away. That's a river in this house. Oh, Pastor, I, I don't know. No, 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 no. What you've got to understand is that's why I'm preaching today. Stay connected to the river. This entire month, I started talking about the Lordship of Jesus Christ, making sure there was room for Him in our lives. This entire week, I have prayed and said, God, 
Let us understand how blessed we are and then begin to be a blessing to someone. There's a river. What I'm telling you is I'm staying connected to that river. And you know what? I'm going to see every one of those outpourings of God. And I'm praying today that God would wash us in His river. God, wash our minds and wash our words and wash our hearts. Wash our past. Wash our emotions. Wash everything that can be washed. I'm praying that for us today. Wash us in the river. Listen, I want you to do something for the next few moments. I want you to ask God to wash you. You may be in this house right now. I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. I feel the constraining power of the Holy Ghost. Listen. You may be in this house right now and you need to wash Him. You need Him to wash you from your sins. Whether it be the first time or whether it be the 15th time or the 100th time. I don't care. You're saying, Holy Spirit, I want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. Every head bowed and every eye closed in this place for just a moment. If that's you, if I'm talking, I am talking to you this morning, right now, by the Spirit of the living God. Geshtamaho. If that's you, you say, Pastor, I need Jesus Christ to wash me from my sins. All we're going to do is ask you to raise a hand right now. Yes, 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 yes. We're going to make this so simple. Here's what I want you to do. We're going to admit we need Him. Accept Him as Lord. And then confess Him as Lord. Here's, let, me, let me just lead you in a prayer. Say these, say these words with me. As a matter of fact, let's just do it together as a family. Would you please say these words? Dear Lord Jesus, I admit I need You today. I ask You to forgive me for every sin every failure every triumph I give everything I surrender me to you I accept your free gift of salvation and I say today Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior in Jesus name Come on, if you said that, if you prayed that from your heart, you are as born again as I am in this pulpit today. Here's how we're going to seal it, though. I want you to turn to someone, and I want you to confess that right now. Just say it. Say, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Confess it. Say, I receive. Great God, I feel a victory right now. 
Say, I receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior today. Now listen, here's what I want you to do. Now that you're, now that you're born again, you know that. I want you to bow your head for just a moment in this house again. And for these next few moments, every head bowed, the ushers will come and prepare themselves to get ready to serve you communion in just a moment. But for the next few moments, I want to ask you to ask God to wash you in the river again. Come on, in your, in your heart, in your, your, your mind's eye, I want you to see it. I want you to receive it. I want you to let it flow in you. I want you to let it flow through you. Ask the Holy Spirit to seal you and reseal you, to fill you and refill you. God, wash us. Cleanse us, Holy Ghost. Make us new. Get us ready for a fresh flow of Jesus. Seal us for protection against the enemy. Preserve us for your call and your purpose. Wash us. Help us, Holy Spirit, to stay connected to the river. In Jesus' name.